Welcome in to the Hoth Hangout podcast. We're glad to have you here joining us for this one. Today, we've got uh, something we've never really done before. We're going to be covering a few different things, but mainly uh, taking a look at some Star Wars comic books, particularly the High Republic series. So we're really excited to get into that today. Uh, but before we do, of course, if you are not subscribed to the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel, Definitely check us out there for the video version of every podcast, as well as our reactions to new shows when they do go live and come out. We'll be reacting to the Ahsoka show as well here in just a couple of weeks. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. And definitely check us out on all the social medias as well. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Hoth Hangout on each of those. Uh, we've got a couple new shorts coming here in the next week or two. So be on the lookout for those on each of those platforms. Uh, and again, we're going to be discussing mainly the High Republic today. We got a little bit of news to get into before all of that. But before we get into anything we're talking about today, Joey, how are you doing, man? Doing well. I am excited for the adult version of a book report. Um, <laughs> That's what it <laughs> felt like. Yeah. Yeah. When when I was reading through these comics, I, I definitely felt like I was like, all right, I got to soak all this in so I'm able to speak about it somewhat intelligently on the pod so even if it's not quite intelligent you know we learn together it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah and we should also note that like today's podcast uh is not only kind of a new experience for us and that this is the first time we're doing uh as as joey noted sort of a book report style thing over a series of comics um but you know it, it's going to be a learning process for us too especially I, at least I, I won't speak for you joey but um, this is really the first time that I've had like a deep dive into some Star Wars comic books in particular. Mm. Um, I've read novels before, but this is my right. really my first taste of the comics, especially the High Republic era is something I'm just now really getting into for the first time. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's going to be a fun one today. I'm going to I'm going to be learning a lot. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, same, same here. Uh, well, before we discuss our um, comic book series of choice, which, of course, was the High Republic era. Um, we wanted to go over some news and information as we typically do towards the beginning of every podcast. Uh, first of which we wanted to start with something High Republic related in terms of that news and that the third phase of High Republic book and comics were recently announced. This will consist of five books and five comics in total. And, uh, and amongst these, I guess three of the books and three of the comics will be High Republic related. Is that right, Joey? Yeah, that's right. So the at San Diego Comic Con, they had a publishing panel, I believe, and uh, th this is where they had shown all the different covers for here. So if you are watching the YouTube video version of the podcast, you could see a couple of them here. Uh, as as we stated, yeah, there are three books, three comics, all taking place in the Phase Three. For those who don't know, Phase Two uh, actually takes place before Phase One, kind of a prequel type thing. Uh, but phase three, I think, I, happens after all of that. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. There's the usual High Republic comic. There is uh, an Adventures comic that they have as well. Uh, there is uh, a, the one adult novel. Then there's a YA novel as well as like more of a children's type of novel. I think the one that's showing here might be the children's one, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, and, and in addition to those, they also have a couple of more informative books. They'll have like an encyclopedia, which is really cool. Of I always love these. Like uh, I was going to say the same yeah. thing. I love yeah, these. It's it's always really cool to uh, learn, get a little bit more of a deep dive. So this one we're showing here, some pages from the High Republic Encyclopedia. Uh, but they also have things like the Dawn of the Rebellion, a visual guide. Um, kind of going into you know more broad Star Wars content and such. So, but of the ten that are being that that were showcased, uh, as we said, six of them are High Republic related. The others are um, just kind of more Star Wars Star Wars general media. So yeah, exciting. More and more Star Wars. We love it. Yeah, and a few of those images that we just uh, just got to look at. Not to tease too much of what we're going to be talking about at the end of the episode, but. Uh, saw some familiar faces that we got a chance to read about this week, so including the one that's on the screen right now, if you're watching yeah. the video version of the podcast. So, yes. um, again, we're excited to talk about that. Excited to hear that there is more High Republic content coming our way very soon with the third phase uh, announced at San Diego Comic-Con. Also announced at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, which is very much, uh, I know, in Joey's <laughs> wheelhouse, 
the uh, and a Rebels related, mm-hmm. we can say perhaps even Ahsoka related announcement mm-hmm. uh, in Absolutely. regards to Hasbro revealing new uh, new reveals. Is that correct? Yeah, tons of action figures. Uh, you know, we've got Sabine with the the the, uh, the Ahsoka series Sabine with the short hair uh, modeled after the you know Natasha Leo Bardizo, I think her name is. Um, and of course, we have Ahsoka, the Rosario Dawson version of Ahsoka. So we have, and I think that's a, is that a, that would be more up your alley there. Is that a Darth Revan? It, it looks sure. like Revan there in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there's, they got a little bit of the Legends characters there as well. So, uh, yeah. So we've got those. We've got some other uh, figures here. It's more of a holiday spirit type of thing. <laughs> you see a, an Ewok. You see R2. Uh, I think Boba Fett in a, in a blue. A Jawa with a I forgot what the, what do we call the uh these uh creatures? I can't remember something monkey, I can't remember the name of it. The one that sits next to Jabba. Yeah, so the, it's the Silesius crumb uh species. But with the with the Jawa, you know, showing their holiday spirit in the red and greens there. So those are fun. They normally come out every year with uh with uh some of those. In fact, I'm wearing a little bit of a Christmassy thing here. Christmas I in July. That. A little Christmas in July t- uh, today, yeah. Kawakian, uh, um, by the way, Kowakian, is the Kowakian, species name. There you go. So you got some of those, and uh, even some more images here. You've got a KX unit also playing with uh, looks like a the BD one unit, I think. And um, yeah, so just more fun, more Empire things. Uh, but uh, the 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 crown ro- the crown prizes of what I think of uh, the the reveals were were the um <laughs> the chewbacca from the holiday special earth day or life day whatever life it's day. Called. yeah it's from life day so uh very i i don't think i've seen I, there might have been one other figure in the past that's been like this but to kind of to have them re-release it if they did or if this is the first time they're releasing i think it's actually pretty funny so i that's I, a that's a cool pretty cool figure and also a very hot item that will be coming out will be the ghost ship from the Rebels series with, I don't think it comes with uh, Hera, but um, it is a pretty massive uh, piece. I think it's as big as if you've seen those larger um, larger model sets of the ships of the like Millennium Falcon. So they're on a much bigger scale. I think this one's going to run for about $500. So that's going to be definitely a big one. It also comes with the, the, like the smaller Phoenix 2 transport. Um, that's that like they sometimes they uh they fly in as well, so I think that actually detaches and so that's, that's a pretty cool. it's a pretty cool pretty cool piece. I don't know if I can hide enough money in order for me to get it, but <laughs> I would love to. This would be something that I'd love to get. Fun fact: the the Lego version of the Ghost is one of like the most the, one of the most high highly sought after uh um ships in Star Wars for some really? reason. Really. It's a really it's an older one, obviously. It's when Rebels came out. Uh when the Rebels come out? 2012? Yeah, I was gonna say like between twenty ten and twenty twelve. I'll look it yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So the that the way Lego does it, they don't you know, they'll they'll have it for release for a while and then they'll discontinue the series and um but the, the ghost one is very uh very highly sought after. We we were early. Twenty fourteen was the twenty fourteen Rebels. Yeah. Really? Feels like yeah. it was earlier. Doesn't it feel like it was longer ago? Yeah, definitely, it definitely does. That yeah, is really so, cool, though. I, yeah, I like so, that a lot. Yeah. So if, if the 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 image that we have on the screen, Hera is, I believe that's the six inch Hera figure. So you can imagine how big the actual <laughs> ghost ship is going to be if that's a six inch uh, figure. I think it's. Oh, it might be the three and three quarter inch figure. But either way, it's it's a pretty massive, uh, pretty massive piece and. Can't wait to not buy it and see everyone else have it. <laughs> hey, if Hera doesn't come with it, do I at least get Chopper with it if I purchase it? You would think so. Mm. You would think so, but I don't know. Maybe Zeb is hiding on there somewhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, pretty cool uh, announcements coming out of San Diego Comic Con. Uh, that's somewhere. Have you ever been to Comic Con? I don't know if I've asked you. I've, before. I've never been to San Diego Comic Con. No. Okay. But I've been to it, like local local. What they they call the sure, Wizard World. Yeah. There's a C two E two here, so I never never the San Diego one though. Live from San Diego, 2024 Comic Con, uh, hot, hot hangout podcast. <laughs> All right, let's do it. 
Maybe someday. We gotta do we gotta do Star Wars Day and yep. we gotta do uh and we gotta do Comic Con. So yes, Gibbo's coming. Gibbo's coming with. Yes, Gibbo's <laughs> definitely coming with. We gotta get one of those like traveling buses where we can like put set up some uh short microphones and <laughs> do a traveling podcast episode. I'm sure I'm sure I mean they got Airbnbs, they they gotta have some type of traveling podcast rentals, right? I mean yeah, 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 in this yeah. day and age. Honestly, it would not shock me if that's actually <laughs> something that people and if sell not, somewhere. If not, we got a new business coming in. That's yes. Yeah. No one, uh, no one steal our idea, idea <laughs> patent pending. Um, our last piece of news before we start talking about uh, the High Republic comic that we read for this week's episode is uh, near and dear to my heart. I, have you seen the John Wick films? Are you as big of a yes. Keanu Reeves fan as I am? Yes. I, I haven't seen the last one, but I've seen... Oh, the fourth the or the, yeah, which one just came out? Fifth? I think the fourth one, the fourth, four or five, whichever one just came out. Yeah. I, I it was so good, arguably the Is best okay? one yet. Oh, really? Okay, but, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get a chance to watch it. No, I'm um, a big Keanu Reeves fan all the way back from uh, Speed and Bill and Ted. So yeah, I'm. Uh, this is exciting news for sure. Yeah, we got news yesterday. Uh, still, I, I don't know how much of this can be considered rumor and how much of it is like confirmed as he is in the show. It's my understanding that it's the latter, that he is definitely making a cameo mm -hmm. in The Acolyte, which debuts, I don't know if we have a date either, other mm -hmm. than 2024, um, but that Keanu Reeves, Mr. John Wick himself, will be uh, portraying someone. We don't know if it's going to be a Jedi. I think that's the rumor right now. Mm -hmm. um, but he will be portraying someone in The Acolyte coming next year, which is pretty cool. I just John Wick in Star Wars, Keanu Reeves in Star Wars is just like, right? I, I feel like I'm living in a simulation right now. <laughs> yeah, and as uh, Gibbo mentions here, Carrie Ann Moss is also in it. So Matrix reunion, yes. You know? So yeah. very cool. I, I'm pretty sure he's playing Neo. I mean, that's that's probably he's actually in the Matrix, but somehow in the Acolyte. You know, so it's it's going to be some type of crossover event. Yeah, the Acolyte was just this convoluted design to make a crossover <laughs> with the Matrix. Right. Exactly. <laughs> It's canon now. It's all canon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish we had a date for the Acolyte. You know, like two years ago when they announced all these, like Andor, Acolyte, Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka was the one I was the most excited for, but this was the one I was probably the second most excited for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is just like building more and more hype for each of these shows, which is funny because it's almost like a little bit contrary to what we talked about in last week's episode where Bob Iger wants right. to like kind of roll things back. It feels like mm -hmm. now we're getting the ball rolling for the show after Ahsoka, even already. Right. So, yeah, um, I'll be interested mm -hmm. in in. Well, this is this takes during the, uh takes place during the High Republic, right? That's also yep. a High Republic show. Yeah. So this is yep. this is an all High Republic episode, apparently. Yeah, I I want to say this takes place, like I I want to say it's like a hundred or two hundred years before, uh, before like the prequels era. Mm -hmm. I don't. I yeah, feel like they absolutely. they have released that information as to what the yeah. exact number of years is, but I think it's roughly. Um, yeah. Roughly that. Nice. Um, Keanu Reeves joining the Star Wars universe. We love to see it. Well, uh, until Keanu joins the Star Wars universe and becomes a perhaps the key central figure in a High Republic timeline, uh, we have many books and novels. Uh, and comics especially, to look to during the High Republic timeline for uh, our, our viewing and reading pleasure. Uh, we, this week, focused on the High Republic comics. I think one of the reasons we focused on this, full transparency, this was definitely one of the ones that I owned already, uh, but just had <laughs> not read before. But it's also a time period that I think collectively, prior to reading this, would you say we both cumulatively lacked the most knowledge on this oh, time absolutely. period. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and still do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and still do, to be fair. So for those of you that are watching or listening to this episode and are, like, big High Republic fans, um, if we, like, mess up a name or we screw something up in terms of uh, chronology or whatever the case may be, um, feel free to point it out to us down in the YouTube comments. <laughs> we'd, we'd, love to, we'd love to hear from you and, and learn more about the High Republic era. Uh, as a as a very general overview, prior to discussing and talking about these, um, we we briefly mentioned it already. But the High Republic era is that that takes place prior to uh, 
the fall of the Jedi, of aka like the prequel era. And I want to say it's like, Joey, you might be able to correct me. I've always understood it to be like like a 500, maybe even 1,000 year period oh. before. Uh, perhaps oh. it's only closer to 200, though. Yeah, I think it's closer to 200 from what I've what I've read. Once again, this is a perfect time for the YouTube comments to correct us, but I believe right. it. I I believe I read it was around the 200 mark. Right. Well, I guess the second phase, the prequel phase, which Joey mentioned, takes place in 382 BBY. Mm. And so we can like subtract what, 20 years from that and then so maybe 350-ish. Mm. Does that sound mm -hmm. about right? Yeah, that sounds good. Um so basically before the prequels, a couple hundred years before the prequels, uh, lots of the characters that I was introduced to and that Joey was introduced to through reading this are characters I had close to zero, if not zero, knowledge about these uh, these characters before meeting them. So uh, it's going to be a fun episode. I don't know uh, if you want to give any more background on the High Republic or particularly sure. um, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, there is a novel on the screen called Light of the Jedi, which is sort of a precursor in terms of timeline to the series of comics we read for today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically the the High Republic is is a publishing initiative, you know, with a bunch of novelists, a bunch of creators. Uh they actually had gotten into writing rooms together to map out this entire High Republic era, which I thought was super cool. Um you've got uh Charles Soule, you got Justina Ireland, uh, Claudia Gray. There's a, a lot of a lot of names very familiar to the Star Wars reading, uh, re, uh, Star uh, Star Wars reading fan fandom. So uh, it is breaking up, broken up into three phases: phase one, two, and three. Phase one is the Light of the Jedi, kind of the start of it all. Phase two is the Quest of the Jedi, that is actually a prequel to Phase one, and then Phase three is the Trials of the Jedi, and that's the that is the uh, books and comics that we just mentioned earlier in the news section. So, um, so it's it's that's kind of like the general overview of like how and all those phases are not necessarily chronological. Obviously, it's more of just like when they are released. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's a pretty fun. It's a it was very cool when it was announced. I want to say it was announced announced maybe around twenty nineteen. I believe at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. I think that's when things started you know, coming to fruition, people were talking a little bit more about it. I think they had panels there as well. I could be wrong. It might have been the year before, but definitely around that time period. And yeah, just like you said, 200 years, 300 years before Phantom Menace, uh, lots and lots of Jedis. You could see in the, this uh, book image here, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's you know, four, <laughs> four Jedi right in, the, right in this image here. And you'll see there's uh, lots of Jedis in the comic that we're about to talk about in a little bit too so uh but shout out to a particular website that has helped me a ton try to understand the chronology and the reading order of things it's called utini.com um they are pretty popular and well known in the star wars reading uh fandom uh helps out a ton with uh understanding the again the timelines of everything they have a pretty cool me and ben were just looking at their site there's a pretty cool uh layout of how they um lay out the 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 order of all the books and all that so yeah go go check them out we'll probably drop them uh link in our show notes for that as well so but yeah so that's kind of a high level discussion or the uh description of the high republic and it's you know it's like you said it's it's a whole era that you and i just have no idea about and that's kind of fun i think it's a fun thing to dive into and try to figure out yeah, together. it's like and and together too. I think this is that's the big yeah. thing is we've kind of done all of our movie watching and TV show watching, you know, uh before this, but now this is something that we can kind of jump into together and actually have like little uh book discussions <laughs> about it's gonna be pretty fun. I, I feel like it's akin to the feeling of just two people going into like a like an original trilogy film, like two people walking into a new hope never having seen star wars and trying mm -hmm. to like digest and understand and really make sense of who the characters are like right. what their goal is so it, mm -hmm. it you kind of especially with reading it's not like we're, we're so trained as a culture now to like want to watch and see things in order to yeah, like yeah add. but with reading it's 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 i think it's harder for me personally mm -hmm. i found myself through so the, the comic series that we read uh, was 15 total 
chapters, I don't know if you want to call them. Yeah, issues, yeah. Issues, yeah. Um, and I felt like for the first issue or two, I was like, like, who is this person? Like, what are they right, trying yeah. to do? Whose master is who? Like, yeah, who's, sure. who has this job versus that Have job? You, had you read, like, comics as you were when you were growing up? Was that kind yeah. of your thing? So, okay. ironically, I have not really ever gotten into Star Wars comics. My okay. main comic book interest growing up was really only Batman. Okay. And so that that is kind of like my background of comics. I wouldn't say mm -hmm. I was like incredibly into them mm -hmm. um, as I really didn't get into that phase probably more until like high school time. Not not as not when I was really young, but um, mm -hmm. so yeah, no, no real Star Wars comics experience prior to this. Just, mm -hmm. just Batman comics when I was in high school. Right. What about Actually. yourself? Uh, Archie. The yeah. Archie and Jughead. Well, yeah, I, I guess was, that's for me I was, too. Yeah, I was much. I was, I love going to the local grocery store and getting like the little booklet of <laughs> the little book of uh, Archie comics. Um, not like the, the like the the big paperback ones, or just like the the like the little thick booklet of it, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that was probably my extent for a long time. But then when they started doing more of the Star Wars in the Disney era. That's when I started. I collect. I started collecting them a little bit. Um, I have like the whole like Kane, there's like a Kanan series that I like that I really mm -hmm. enjoyed uh, reading. Um, there's a Darth Vader one. Doctor Afra is one of them as well. So definitely like, I I growing up, I, I it wasn't really something on my radar. Uh, it was something you know I would see every now and then. I knew comic book stores existed, but I never really went in them. Uh, but when Star Wars came through uh, on the Disney side. And then they started, you know, creating more content and comics. I'm like, okay, well, I, I want to know a little bit more about this character, this character here, and just characters that you haven't seen yet, like Dr. Afro, like I said. So I think it's, I think just like we've said time and time again, there's so much content out there for you. You just got to go, you literally just have to turn a corner and look for it. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think for us who, you know, we're lifelong Star Wars fans, um, to have like, no pun intended, like uh, unexplored regions of the galaxy yeah. that, that are there and accessible. Um, I don't know if you want to do like not hashtag sponsored a plug for the app that you showed me. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, but I, I love that thing. Yeah. So, yeah, the Marvel Unlimited uh, app is what me and Ben had used. Uh, again, not sponsored, but we uh, basically they have this huge library of like all most mostly all of the Marvel comics that are in existence, whether it's Iron Man or uh, Avengers and, you know, and of course Star Wars is now a part of that as well. So uh, it's pretty incredible. I think it's like, if you do month by month, it's like 10 bucks a month, but if you do the whole year, it's, it's a cheaper rate. So um, yeah, that's what we, we use for that. And I've been waiting for us to, to finally start about talking about comics before I like got into a yearly plan. I'm like, all right, now we can, now I can do it. It'll be worth it now. Yeah, I will cool. I will say though I I do I I did uh get the free trial and I'm probably going to end up getting the annual subscription. <laughs> yeah. But there is something that I just I'm the same way with books. I love having like the yes. physical comic in my hands. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that will uh deter me from keeping my subscription or not. But it is yeah. it is amazing for those uh especially those that like electronic uh mm -hmm. reading or or comic book reading. I I I used it for kind of half of what I read. Um, I went back and forth between nice. the, the hard copy and the, the electronic copy. So uh, check it out, Marvel Unlimited. If you're interested in uh, picking up some, some comic book options. So let's move, I guess, into the High Republic and what we read. Yeah. But what was your first impression of just the era and the stories in general? So the... Although it's in comic form, I think this gave me something that I just haven't seen in a while, like visually, and mm -hmm. it's just lightsabers. <laughs> just yeah. seeing new lightsabers, new Jedi, new, you know, uh, Force users. Because, I mean, what what have we watched? Bad Batch, we've watched Andor. You know, I guess Kenobi was one, but but for the most part, all the newer things, Mandalorian, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, the the things that, don't involve the Jedi or specifically the Sith, right? Um, but I think you said it. Um, well, I guess you'll say it next week when we talk about movie rankings. Um, that you know, the first thing you fall in love with when you watch a Star Wars is the lightsaber. You know, so it's just a, uh, it's just an amazing 
you know, it's it's just you know, it makes it different. You know, you're in Star Wars when you see all these Jedi and all that. So, uh, so I definitely and here's a perfect example oh, of I love just, that picture so much. Just so many Jedi here. So if you're watching the YouTube version, we got a couple screen caps from the um from the comics here. But yeah, so definitely, I think that's it. I, and I felt myself just plowing through the each of these comics because I just wanted to know more. I, and I think the 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 medium of reading a comic is obviously different from reading a book because you yeah. kind of have to be a little bit more, you know, you have to pay attention a little bit more when you're reading a book. With this, you know, you can kind of get a lot of it from the visual, the visuals as well. Yeah, I totally agree that like for a normal book, you you have to be more attentive. And I think I fall into the trap when I'm reading comic books that I don't need to be attentive. And so I'm just like, oh, look at that. Oh, wow. And so I found myself a couple yeah. times where I was just like so enamored with some of the images that I was like, wait, who did that? What did they say? Yeah, that I sure. like forgot to read text closely or something <laughs> like that. So I feel like I almost had the opposite problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I love just the world of it. Again, being exposed to new characters. Uh, the lightsabers, of course. And we're going to talk about maybe definitely the main characters uh, of, of this series, but perhaps a few of the characters as well. Um, it's really like a story of, uh, obviously of light and dark, but can you, can you guess what I'm going to say as to why I enjoyed... There's certain aspects of this story mm -hmm. that, that all to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and... There's a few characters in particular that I also liked for very specific reasons. Mm -hmm. Do you do you know what I'm hinting at? Or yes, or... I think so because it isn't so black and white. Some of the characters of yeah. where they fall on the spectrum of the light side and dark side. Yes, particularly Skier, I think is one of them. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, Skier is the Trandoshian um, Jedi that is basically having issues keeping with the Force. It sounds like and and. And it comes out that he has the DNA or the genetics of a Trandoshian is normally like their brain, something happens to their brain where they can't hold on to the force as much or something like that, which I've never seen some type of explanation like that. So I thought that that was, that was a pretty cool, pretty cool thing to see. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely say the, the gray Jedi era, uh, um, aura, that is, that's what your favorite part is here. And especially with so many of them, it kind of makes sense that not everyone's going to be exactly on one side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Skier was definitely the one that kind of falls into that the most. Uh, but I, I think even the main character, Keeve Trennis, struggles mm -hmm. with that a lot as well uh, throughout mm -hmm. the entire, even from the beginning. Uh, and, and for those also that don't know, Keeve uh, is the Padawan of uh master skier the trandoshian for the first two or three issues yeah, maybe yeah, the first few issues yeah yeah and then is eventually knighted a jedi knight uh by uh, a fellow jedi knight uh avar chris mm -hmm. who is jedi also master. jedi master yes yeah, yeah who is the uh marshal is that i think that terminology yeah, is correct right yeah the the marshal of what's called the starlight beacon which mm -hmm. is as best as i can describe it sort of like this uh space station hub for the jedi mm -hmm. more or less yeah pretty much yeah they use that so i did i did read a couple of the books before reading the comics so basically the starlight beacon is the kind of a space station specifically for the jedi to be able to go help out with like the outer rim planets and, and being able to go kind of around everywhere in the republic and not just you know at the core or whatever so uh that's kind of the reason behind it in the first in the first novel light of the jedi that was kind of the beginning of the starlight beacon and uh th i mean there was a whole whole like uh ceremony to you know to commemorate it and everything like that so that was kind of one of the starts of uh the light of the jedi and of the high republic uh series here so uh, but yeah, so yeah, she ends up being, she is one of the main characters also in the book. Avar Chris is her name, mm -hmm. as you mentioned. So she, um, she is definitely a very important, um, figure in the, uh, in, uh, in, in the Jedi's at this time. In the, and, and I don't remember if she is part of the Jedi council. It didn't seem like it because it, or did it? 
what did you it, I think it doesn't she did. feel like she is it, it yeah. feels like she's like on the outside at least it almost mm -hmm. feels like she answers to um oh what was Stellan? the uh Stel definitely Stellan, who is Stellan on the kiosk or something like that yeah i think it's Kios. geos with a no, or geos yeah yeah yeah. maybe it was yeah Stellan geos who's like a jedi council member who she kind of answers to then there's mm -hmm. also another jedi who is like on her level or maybe even right above her mm -hmm. um and i his name is Zamaru. yes the one who's Zamaru. always meditating Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he's the one that's always on Starlight Beacon, I believe. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, any, anyways, I, I guess what I was, what I'm trying to say is that even Chris is an example. Avar Chris, the Marshal of the Beacon, is an example of a character who, it, and not not so much early on in the issues that we read, but as we get deeper and deeper into it, you kind of like experience her really getting frustrated. Very much like yes. Qui-Gon, actually, I would compare it to kind of yeah. getting frustrated with the decisions or maybe lack of decisions of the council mm -hmm. and kind of like wanting to take things into her own hands and and like journeying right. and tiptoeing a little close to the dark side. Not right. You know, yeah. maybe not the dark side, but like giving into anger and frustration. So, right. Um, there, there's kind of that that theme of grayness kind of riddled throughout these, mm -hmm. which, again, what I really I like what I what I really liked about Avar Chris in this one, in in the Light of the Jedi, she's the and for those who don't know, she's like the main character on Light of the Jedi. She's the blonde uh, woman mm -hmm. that's uh, that's in the uh, on the cover there, but she is very much on the light side. She, you know, in that book, she is very much like the you know the one that everyone. She's like the go-to person. She's Jordan in the fourth quarter. She is the one that everyone goes to um, for help. You know, so to see. To see this side of her in the comic was actually really interesting to me because, again, I the only version I have seen of her is the you know the do-gooder, but to see her kind of go against the Jedi Council's wishes, uh, essentially to go after you know to try to try try to do what she needs to do, I thought that was just something I was just like, oh, this is really exciting, and like I said, I I plowed through these comics like like I I didn't realize it again. I think it was because it was um the jedis i think it was um the uh all the lightsabers here's the lightsaber battle between yeah avar and um and, and keeve uh, which was crazy you know too crazy to see like the two green lightsabers you know connecting you know yeah this is this is actually i think the moment in towards the end of the issues mm -hmm. where uh i think it's i think it's lorna d who who is mm -hmm. the evil twi'lek um, at least for the later issues that we read, that I think Avar Chris like almost gives in to wanting to strike her down, and mm -hmm. I think this is the scene where hope this isn't like too much of a spoiler where Keeve yeah. is like, like no, we're still Jedi, you can't just kill her, you know? Right, yeah, because Skier in the in in earlier issues did do that, <laughs> you know? Right, he, yeah. When when there were some Nihil leftovers, he was and Nihil again are the uh, the bad dudes here. Um, also the, the, uh, the bad guys in the, uh, light of the Jedi. So I, you know, I think at least in phase one, th that's the Nihil. That's who we're, that's who we're after. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and this is a photo, there's a screen cap of Lorna D here. And I gotta say, they got, they make Twi'leks look real scary with those teeth though. Like I, yeah. I don't remember Hera ever cause Hera's a Twi'lek, right? So I don't yeah. remember Hera or Ula, the dancer from Return of Jedi or from Jabba's <laughs> Palace. I don't remember them looking that scary, so uh, I don't know what what uh, what part of uh, Ryloth that she's from. It's all that it's all that back to grain that they've been harvesting. She's been taking some for herself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but yeah, it's very yeah. So no, I I, I really enjoyed the story. Um, you know, you know, we don't have to go into like every single panel here, but I mean the, you know, the eventually we we come to find that. Uh, yeah, that that this is what yeah, you're just referencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is what I was referencing. Yeah, where Skier actually slices up a <laughs> slices up a uh, Nihil real good here. So it's just uh, you don't see that. Th this is the kind of stuff you don't see, like Jedi kind of going off the handle. Mm -hmm. And uh, to see that in the comic form is is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, this actually uh, made me want to learn more about the Nihil too. I felt mm -hmm. like I felt like I was getting kind of like thrown into a middle of the story, which had already been established, which I don't I don't mind. 
but also I'm after finishing the series of comics we read, I was like, dang, I got to go back and like read about mm -hmm. how these the Nihil came about, right. which I also I also find the name interesting. I mentioned this to you before we started mm -hmm. the podcast. Uh, Nihil or like nihilism is like the belief in nothing. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. And you know where where their like space station is 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 uh, stationed? Exactly. No There's no yeah. space, right? Yeah, there's even a scene in this series of of comics where, um, is it Surat or Tarak? There's yeah, there's there's two like twin twin Jedi. Yes, that are essentially one. It seems like right. Right, and and I don't know which one it is, but one of them gets lost in like I guess like a void of nothingness almost, mm -hmm. and they both have like the uh, capability to sense one another. Um, yeah. And so they both get like basically frozen and like lost yeah. in nothingness, more or less. So yeah. that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, and that was not a that's not a coincidence. They knew what they were doing with that one. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I also wanted to look up the, what the names Surat and Tarak mean because obviously mm -hmm. one they're twins and like one name is spelled forwards and the other name is the same right, spelled yeah. backwards. But I didn't know if the name had any significance or not. I'd be right, yeah, curious to find that out. Something else we didn't talk about yet is that for the first few issues, it's really not the Nihil that are posing the imminent threat. At least it's not perceived that way. At least I didn't take it that way for the first Correct. few issues. It's more so this like amorphous, like poison ivy esque being with uh, what? What is the? Um, it almost looks like a giant green sarlacc. Yes, 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 yes. And it's called the Dringar. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I think that's correct. Yeah. And it, it like feeds on people, but only by like capturing them, like intertwining its vine arms into them yeah. and then like taking their essence, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It so reminded it, me of what did it remind me of? Like, I mean, because it, it was going, I mean, it was pretty graphic. It was going like into their mouth, into their nose. Yeah. Just kind of sucking the essence, like you said, out of them and, and kind of changing them from the inside out, you know, and, and I think one of the cool things that they they introduced here was uh, because they eventually they had to try to get to the root of this particular plant. I mean, it's a plant, right? <laughs> That's what it looks yeah. like. Um, but uh, the uh, Kiev, I think, eventually tries to purposely gets purposely gets caught, so she's able to try to figure out where where to go and where the root is and stuff like that. So it was just a kind of a neat little thing that they did there that you know maybe maybe in a movie wouldn't really work too well, but in the comic form, I think uh, yeah. you can get away with, right? Yeah, there's almost like millions of these things that are all like collectively one hive mind is how mm -hmm. I kind of read into it. Right. And that they're like the beginning being of them was called, was it the primordial being or something like that? Something like that, right. Uh, and, and that's how, as you just mentioned, that's like what Keeve's goal is when she allows the Dringar to kind of, when I think it's like it's still attached to uh to uh skier at that time mm -hmm. when he's in the med bay of the starlight beacon mm -hmm. and she like allows her she enters and allows herself to like be taken over by it yeah and that's when it, it, that was the part where I was kind of like sketchy on how this all actually works right. yeah but yeah. as she's taken over she like sees into the mind or the hive mind and that's how they're able to locate its location. Mm -hmm. Anyways, not to go too in-depth to the story, but yeah, it was just like concepts that felt very similar to something I'd seen in science fiction, mm -hmm. like in other like alien-esque, you know, where they come, they grab the people, they like take the energy from them. That's right, what this right. part of the, like the Matrix the series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it all comes back. To it all comes back. Yep. It all begins and ends with Keanu Reeves. We all know <laughs> this already. That's right. So yeah, it was. I I I enjoyed this so much. In fact, I'm I'm you know I'm for those that don't know I'm leaving the country for a week and um I'm probably going to a either download new High Republic comics on my phone prior to leaving, um or I might just. Make a quick stop at Barnes and Noble and grab yeah. a few more for my yeah. trip. So I'm saying if you get Light of the Jedi too, you might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I probably will actually. Because yeah. that's again, that's the book that kind of kicks off the 
the whole series of High Republic uh, novels and comics, and and the first phase of of the High Republic stuff. So, uh, yes, yeah. and Gibbo's also making a note that, uh, <laughs> to download Rebels season four, uh, which we will be covering uh, not on next week's episode, but on the following week's episode of the Hot Hangout podcast. Um, briefly before we kind of begin the process of wrapping things up. Um, do we want to touch on a few of our favorite characters? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty easy for me. Uh, uh, Keeve Trennis, the, the, the hero of the entire comic, I think. Uh, she definitely gets my vote of the favorite one there. I mean, just so cool seeing her development through it. I mean, because she developed quite a bit, mm-hmm. I feel, from the begin- just within the 15 issues. And what, what I like about her is that she was in doubt a lot, you know, the, a lot of the, and it's from her point of view. That's a, a lot for, of, of this, the series is from her point of view. So you could see that there is a lot of doubt in her mind and if she should be here, uh, if she made the right decisions, things like that. Normally when you look at a Jedi, you think that they're confident, they know what to do. They know exactly, you know, the steps that they need to, to take in order to accomplish the goal with her. She was very, like oh i don't know if this is the right thing to do so uh to kind of see that vulnerability kind of it's, it's it was cool it was cool to see a jedi not quite sure of themselves um only to kind of come out on top at the end so you know so definitely uh keeve trennis gets in my vote yeah yeah she really does develop a, a, so much in these 15 issues i mean like you said sh- she has so much uncertainty at the beginning that by the end of the 15 issues she is like the voice of reason she's the one preventing uh, Master Chris from doing something mm-hmm. she'll regret. She's the one who's right, yeah. trying to save her uh, her former master. Well, I guess still her master in a way, but yeah. uh, Master Skier. So uh, she and goes. She got to the... go undercover too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was going to tell you there. So there is an issue in this set of fifteen. I think it's like issue nine. I want to say um, where it just opens up by jumping like slightly ahead in time, and she looks like a Sith. Yeah, That's yeah. the first thing I thought when the when I saw the image, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Wait, she turned to the dark side." <laughs> but then you find out over the next few pages that it's basically her posing herself as a member of the Nihil in order to like right, infiltrate yeah. them. And but yeah. I I saw that initially, and the the it's also a little bit of like a clickbait title. It's like a Jedi no more is the name yeah, of the right, yeah of the issue, and I'm like, it why should, did it, she betray the Jedi? <laughs> it should be a Jedi no more. Wink, wink. That should be the should be yeah. the subtitle. I will say they definitely got me. I was like, I don't understand how she could have done that. So anyways, um, yeah, she, she's a great character. Um, probably the most impactful character for me personally as well. We, we mentioned this as well before we start, started uh, recording, but I think for both of us, Keeve was probably our favorite character of, of this series. Um, a couple of the other ones that I wanted to point out, maybe just a couple honorable mentions and then another favorite of mine. Um, I wanted to give an honorable mention to Orla Jarini. I don't oh, know if okay. I'm saying her name right. The Wayseeker. I like yes, that yes, yes. that concept and that idea of like not being tied to anything, just following the Force. Mm-hmm, it felt mm-hmm. very much like uh, some of the characters we see in Rogue One, for example. Um, we already mentioned characters like Avar Chris uh, and even Surratt and Tarak. I really yeah. i i liked I liked uh, both of those characters a lot as well. But then the one, of course, that stuck with me apart from Keeve was also uh, Master Skier. Because I feel like you get to experience his uh, not only physical pain because he is missing an arm for, I think, the entire duration mm-hmm. of the issues, excluding the, the not real arm he has yeah. for uh, part of the issues uh, earlier on. But uh, more, more importantly, you get to experience his emotional pain. Yeah. And it's kind of, I felt very sad for him. Because mm-hmm. really, apart from Keeve, who's the focal point of the issues, and it's kind of her growth from Padawan, who's uncertain, to someone who is reliable, who can be trusted, who's there to turn people and steer them in the right direction. Um, it's really also a story about Skier and kind of yeah. his, I don't want to say the opposite path, but kind of his losing the ability maintain a connection to the force um it 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 felt very sad to me yeah 
It was like, here's this master who not only did he lose his arm, but now he's like slowly fading. There's even a point where um, Chris feels like she can't trust him anymore. And so she like takes his lightsaber from him. And I yeah, was that like, was, that was a rough no! scene there. That was a rough yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I resonated a lot with kind of his journey and, and kind of his, even in the end, he kind of uh, perseveres and pushes on, even though he knows that connection he has to the force is dwindling. Um, I feel like he, he definitely struggles early on in the issues, kind of with uh, keeping a, a grip on his anger, especially when he's kind of taken over by the Drengar. Uh, but I feel like his character also has growth mm-hmm. in the sense that he learns to kind of, I don't want to say deal with it, but kind of just, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like he grows a lot as a character and that he knows he's declining emotionally and mentally and his connection with the Force, but he doesn't let that stop him in his quest uh, for helping right. the Order and doing what's right. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene with Keeve where... Um, She's basically like giving. He he's meditating. He's kind of really you know gloom and glum, and he, and she yeah. gives him a pep talk that he given to her like eight episodes or eight yeah, yeah. earlier. And so I was like, oh, I like that a lot. That they <laughs> yeah yeah they brought it all back around. So not not only is this ish set of issues the yeah uh, the story of Keeve Trinis, but it's it's also the story of her master Master Skier and kind of his yeah. his uh, redemption as well, if you will. So I liked him a lot yeah. personally. Well, uh, any other characters you wanted to touch on or any uh, closing wrap-up thoughts on just the issues as a whole or even the High Republic as a whole? Yeah, I think this this really got me going here for to get more of the High Republic content now. Uh, I know we've we've you and I have talked about this for a while, like we need to learn a little bit more about High Republic. I think this was a pretty good jumping point into it, uh, although it's like smack dab in the middle of phase one. Maybe there is, like you said... Some books and other comics maybe we need to read beforehand. Uh, but, you know, we got, I think this was a good good way to get really excited about this era. And, I mean, we've got a ton, and like we've said before, there's a ton of stuff if you want to look for it. There's comic books, there's books, there's graphic novels, there's a ton of things here in the High Republic that we can learn a lot more about the era. And now, now I'm definitely going to be starting to read up on all of it now. Yeah, I, dude, I would love a full-length feature film in the High Republic era. Uh, I think that the James Mangold one yeah, is, yeah, is, is that, but I is think that that's one? pre-High Republic. Is I think it? that's okay. like Dawn of the Jedi. Okay. Um, and then the Filoni one is New Republic, and mm-hmm. then the the one with Ray is obviously after. Yeah. Right. So someday, someday we might. Get a get a High Republic era full length film. We should do a um like who who would you cast as Chris? Who would you cast as you know? I think that would be a fun thing to do. Oh, that would be a fun mental exercise. <laughs> I'd have to yeah. think about that one honestly. <laughs> yeah, and I'd probably have to read Light of the Jedi first True. just to get a better feel for the characters. So, uh, <laughs> give us a not if not if Bob has anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob's like no more movies. <laughs> Bob, get out of here, Bob. We want more Star Wars. You, you, Bob and Liam, get over there in the corner. <laughs> All the Star Wars haters can can just uh, <laughs> go elsewhere. Well, on next week's episode of the Hoth Hangout Hoth Hangout Podcast, wow, I've never had difficulty saying that before. <laughs> uh, on next week's episode of the Hoth Hangout Podcast, which, in full disclosure, uh, we recorded previously to the recording of this one. Uh, we will be breaking down our full list of movie rankings, which is something uh, that we've wanted to do for a while, and we finally got a chance to record that one earlier this week. So that one will release, what would that be, August 3rd? 3rd. Thursday, whatever the first Thursday in August is, is when that episode will release. So uh, be on the lookout for that. That also does include both Solo and Rogue One. So Joey and I will be... uh, ranking our favorite Star Wars movies, each of us individually, our personal preferences from 11 all the way to number one, our favorites. So, well, And let's just say there may be some pr- surprises in there. Yep, yep. Phantom Menace, I put it at number one. Yeah, we really. knew it. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. S-tier. Rise of, let's go. Rise of Skywalker is <laughs> S-tier? What? <laughs> What's S mean? I don't know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Family friendly. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you gotta you gotta tune into next week's episode to find out what our full rankings are. Uh, we we had a lot of fun recording that one. So if you I if you haven't uh, if you if you I hope you get a chance to listen to it. Is what I'm trying yes. to say. And uh, and make sure you block out some time because we took a little while. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a solid hour long podcast. I feel like we've been doing pretty good about doing the 45 to 50 minutes recently, but that one, you know, you just get two Star Wars fans talking about Star Wars movies. movies yeah rolls away from us a little bit so uh but yeah be on the lookout for that one coming out next week as well as a lot of new shorts uh that'll be coming out here in the following week or two as well uh which also i should mention as we close this episode of the podcast if you're not subscribed to the youtube channel that is where you can check out those uh shorts which are kind of in many ways sort of condensed versions of various episodes of the podcast which, of course, you can also watch every episode of the podcast here on YouTube as well. If you're not already subscribed, definitely uh, do so. We would appreciate it very, very much. We want to thank you for 150 subscribers, by the way. On... Let's go. We did it. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the 150 of you that are subscribed to the Hot Hangout YouTube channel. We love you all very, very much. Uh, and, of course, you can listen to us at Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as anywhere else you get your podcasts or the audio version of Hot Hangout. Additionally, check us out on check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Hoth Hangout on each of those various platforms. Again, uh, more shorts content coming on a couple of those as well. Any last closing thoughts, Chili, before we call this one good? It's everywhere. Star Wars is everywhere, y'all. We we <laughs> dove into something that we never even seen before, and we we thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm telling you, if you go look for it, you'll find it. So yes. go Star Wars. <laughs> Definitely. I, and again, I think the process of that is like a little bit uncomfortable at first, especially oh, for yeah. someone who has like loved something for so long to kind of introduce yourself to a brand new aspect of it. But um, I, I love doing it too. So thank you for uh, doing doing that with me and going on this High Republic journey with me, Joey, and all of you listening. Well, uh, again, this about does it. So, again, actually, if you have any recommendations for us for other comics we should read, Star Wars comics, uh, please let us know that down in the comments of the video version of the podcast as well. Uh, thanks so much, as always, for listening to the Hot Hangout podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you so very much. Special, special shouts to producer Gibbo. We appreciate you so very, Hello. very much. Shouts to Gibbo. Uh, let Gibbo have some love down in the comments as well. Better see some uh, I heart Gibbo down in the YouTube comments. <laughs> and uh, again, thanks for listening to the Hot Hangout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And may the force be with you. <laughs>